previously on the State of Republic podcast. Previously on the podcast, you guys heard all of our experiences, right, that we've had, uh, especially as a podcast and also uh, yesterday's situation with is the game being canceled? Is it not going to get canceled? What's going on? The air quality is up there. Are they going to actually have a game? All that stuff. So if you haven't heard that, go back to the other podcast. We just decided to do two podcasts because that podcast does a lot of content. There, there's much more information for you to listen uh, outside of the game for that one. So go listen to it. Go to the other episode if you haven't heard it yet um, so you don't miss out on that. And now, the exciting conclusion. Welcome, everyone, to the State of the Republic podcast again. This time, we're actually going to be talking then about the, the game itself with, between the Republic and the Loyal. Uh, the first time that we see Landon Donovan visit us. I wish the situation would have been better, but yeah, he, he, he came down to town. So uh, once again, joining me, Sharon, Jared, they're still on. Uh, I thank you to, for still being on, uh, uh, despite you know our, what we talked about in the past. <laughs> episode so thank you so much for still sticking around and wanting to absolutely talk. <laughs> absolutely so so if the last one sounded like we were whining this one's also going to sound like we've been <laughs> we're going to be whining <laughs> because we lost <laughs> at, at least we're transparent about it <laughs> we're transparent we're <laughs> right up front <laughs> we really don't want to lose anymore guys we don't want to lose any more players either. I mean, come on. Everybody has yeah. to get healthy and everybody has to come back from their loan situation or whatever. They're going back to their home club. Nubby, get back here. We need you back here. Dang it. I mean, I, I know the club is sponsored by Wells Fargo, but enough of these loans. <laughs> <laughs> Between Wells Fargo and the men's warehouse. <laughs> oh, and, and U.S. Bank, too. You got Adam as well. They sponsor their podcast and, and also in the stadium. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, Wells Fargo, bring back the Republic FC debit cards. I miss those. You retired my design. Bring them back. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, too. Yeah, that, that needed to be said. Yeah, they retired my design. And I'm like, what what happened? Come on. They're still around, aren't they? We, we I still see him. Come on. Wells Fargo, come on. What's going on? Okay, let's stop whining. Let's dive into this match. You know, let's let's dive into the to the lineup. You know, we had my favorite lineup, except I wouldn't have put Fataya Lache in as a central defender because I didn't know that Nabi was not available. So I was like all excited. You know, I was seeing the lineup and then it's like, wait a minute, what position is Fatai going to be playing? And I got a little bit confused. This this lineup confused me because because there was no Nabi. And then I find out just through word of mouth that he's back in Minnesota. So let's talk about the lineup first. What do you guys like? That's my lineup, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was pretty shocked at seeing uh, Fatai. And I, I was like, I wasn't even aware too about Nabi. And I'm sure a lot of listeners probably weren't even aware of that because I don't, I haven't seen at least as of this recording, the teammate make any announcement regarding that. Right, because I, I was. Right. Wait, where's Nabi at? We need him right now. Yeah, I haven't seen any word about it. I mean, just to, just from what Sharon was mentioning about him being in Minnesota, that's news to me. And unfortunately, uh, last night we kind of paid for for that uh, with the first goal that we gave up. I mean, Alashe. I mean, he could have 
easily and should have put more power in, in his leg to clear it out. But instead, he just taps it. San Diego takes advantage of it and puts it in the back of the net for the first goal within the first uh, two or three minutes of the match. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm hoping we're not falling back into what we used to do uh, a year or two ago and give away goals within the first uh, minute or two that end up biting us in the back end. Oh, yeah, please. No, no, no. Because then we know we haven't been so good at comebacks since 2014, as Sharon knows. And we, we can't we can't we can't have that situation with this team right now because comebacks aren't our thing right now. Hopefully they become our thing, but they we were just not uh, in tune with that right now. But yes, as we take a look at that first goal, uh, we all know we I think this is probably the fastest we've ever gotten that many goals. Uh, I know maybe I think there was another game where we really yeah yeah looking at this first goal, uh, third minute of the game, uh, so early on, so early on, you don't want to get scored on so early on i mean it's it's terrible um but but ty uh, yeah yeah no, i don't know what he tried to to do there too and then the shot comes along and it's one of those things where when i saw the replay i was like yeah dan casey you know uh, lifts his arm i don't know why he did that because even if it would not have been a goal that would have been a penalty that depending on the referee and, and what his situation would have been that day, he could have pulled the red card, right? Because it was a clear stop at goal. I don't know. Dan, Dan made a mistake there. You, you just, you don't, you don't move your arm outside. You keep it next to your body. You don't, you, you just, that's the golden rule, right? For any player in the box. Yeah, that's right. Arm. Yeah, that's right. But at the end of the day, somebody missed, Somebody miscalculated and didn't tip the ball. And I don't know if it tipped off of Dan, you know, if the shot got, uh, was a tip off of uh, Dan Casey. Um, but Tomas missed that. I mean, that that's a little bit of a Tomas thing. I mean, that's a punch up and over, but he had open hand. Um, or I can't tell if it was open hand or a punch, but it to me, it looked like an open hand. Um, yeah. So that was sad. We're watching it, it. Yeah, it looks like it might. It might. Yeah, it uh, did take a bounce off of Casey, and then just uh, the resulting uh, ricochet just, oh. uh, was too much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And that was open hand versus a punch. But you know that's a that's a tough one to call. So yeah, so it did ricochet off of, of Dan. Thank you for slowing the feed down. So if anybody is watching the the highlights, slow it way down. Um, but it went in, so they didn't have to call a PK and they also oh, yeah. did not have to eject Dan Casey because, you know, that would have been just deadly for us. That would have left us with zero official defenders. Oh yeah. Yeah. So official I defenders. The, yeah. the best thing for Dan was that he scored. You know, that was the best thing is like that like he, he did that and, I don't really blame Tomas too much for this one because he was not expecting that to happen. I mean, no one's going to expect it to like ricochet like that and to bounce. And a goalkeeper's worst nightmare is when that ball bounces, it can go anywhere and they're not expecting that. And so I think for, for this first one, I was like, yeah, 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 Tomas. And it was, just, it was such a shame, right? Because he was doing so good. And it's like, uh, he has this now. And uh, as we'll know with upcoming goals, right, with the second goal that came in the 23rd, uh it yeah it it just went out there and 
clear shot at goal for the San Diego player. I mean, there's he had a good chance at scoring and, and he did. And so it was one of those things that happened really quick, but no, no uh, focus on making sure that they stopped Corey Herzog and that they actually were marking him closer because Corey Herzog pulls off a backheel pass. I mean, perfectly to the player who ends up scoring the goal. Um, and we know Corey. I, I mean, I'm surprised these players don't realize that because we know him, right? Uh, and and other players like such as Duke Lacroix know him very well. <laughs> so uh, I'm surprised that they they weren't marking him closely in that play because he he's the one who ends up you know giving him that backheel pass and everyone gets surprised. But it's like uh, you know who this guy is, right? He might pull one of those like you know crazy passes, crazy assists. So. Yeah, it's another one of those swivel head situations. And also, I need to correct myself. I, I know Andrew wheeler Monu is not listed as a defender. I think he's a, a, a defensive midfielder, but he was available on the bench. And I almost would have, I, yeah, I, I don't know his uh, uh, fitness status for, you know, a match like this, but he wasn't used. So he could have actually filled in as one of the central defenders. And I, I trust, I trust Andrew and his vision pretty well here. And I don't know matchup speed wise, you know, that's why they put Fatai in because Fatai is pretty darn fast. Um, but I don't see him anywhere around there. It was, it was Duke and Dan and neither of the double D's got the D correct on this one. So in the olden days, when a team lost in Preki's time frame, the guys had to come. They didn't get a day off. They had to go to the field the next day and train and they hated it. But I'll tell you what, the team ended up having a winning spirit because nobody wanted to train the day after a game. It meant they couldn't go out at night and drink because they had to show up training at 10 a.m. So, uh, you know, and there was not a day off. No, you cannot go, you know, to the Bay Area, to the coast or to the ocean or hang out or whatever. No, you're coming in to train because you lost. Um, so that was that was Preki's way of kind of cementing uh, they needed to honor the crest. And I, you know, I'm, I, I don't know if, I don't know really what's going on the day after a match. Maybe the guys did train today. Maybe there is some piss offedness and, you know, by the, by the GM and, and by the coach to say, you know, that wasn't acceptable last night. Granted, they couldn't breathe because the air was thick mm-hmm. and chunky, but mm-hmm. anyhow, let's talk about this next goal. <laughs> I know that's where we were corner kick thing, whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this next goal, uh, 29th minute, San Diego gets a corner kick, and we haven't seen us really do too bad, right, on corner kicks as, as much as maybe uh, other seasons too, but unfortunately it had to happen <laughs> here and there, and they get a corner kick, and I, I, I think that Tomas, oh, Sharon, I, I know you're going to enjoy this too, but banana hands. <laughs> Oh, it's, banana hands. This was, it, I, I can't defend him on this one. This is all, this is all Tomas. This was a banana hands moment. Oh, that was, oh, that was a derp. That was definitely derp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the other thing is he was cited. If you think about it, Dan Casey did have uh, the, the, the player. He kind of, Dan Casey was a little blocking um, and that was the only player that was kind of blocking in a way because it looked as though Dan also challenged for the for the header. Um, but at the end of the day, 
the player shot it back in the direction it came, which is the most deadliest direction on a cross. You, you take it back the direction it came. Um, so, because if you're, if a play, if a defender is looking at the flight of the ball, they're seeing a flight in a certain way. And it's really hard to refocus your gaze back in the direction it came. You, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just a, a human thing. You know, we only have two eyes in the front of our heads. We don't have, you know, and, and the balance and coordination thing. So the player kind of put it back and, and that, yeah, but it is a Tomas thing. Sorry, Tomas. It should have been parried out. You should have at least just parried it out mm-hmm. or parried it high. You went down a little early. So the, the PK play, right. The, the came in uh, at the 38th minute. Uh, and as, as we were watching it and I was actually also then you guys know, and, I know Danny was like, oh, sh- like, don't, don't, don't say anything. <laughs> but I'm like, I-, I gotta be fully transparent. That was not a PK. Uh, Penagos just, uh, uh, you know, pulls the good old, uh, you know, let me just uh, drop to the ground thing. Y'all know I'm a big Penagos fan, I, I, what not to, but the guy did it here. I mean, it, you're losing 3 0. I, I can't, you can't really, you know, th- deny it to the, you know, th- those things do happen right where, where you have that and he may have he may have slipped right uh, we don't know if if you, you know what happened there too but uh we get the he PK did feel going. the pressure he did feel the pressure of the player i mean the player definitely you know brushes him but i don't know that it was a it was a solid knock or a push or anything like that but the player does the player does brush panagos but um there were a lot of people that were online saying that it probably it, 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 well, we got a gift and, you know, not take away from Cameron's ability to score a goal, but yeah, we got a, a little bit of a gift. I, I got to side with Danny on this. I mean, let us have it. Let us have it. I mean, yeah. because how, how many times have opposing teams barely get like maybe a, a feather brushed upon them? They start <laughs> rolling in the ground and then we get called on it. Let That's us get true. some of those uh, once in a while. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Oh, At yeah, least no, it wasn't no. a blatant handball punch in, into the goal. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That was the- or, well, 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 the way I was going to think of it probably might be a little bit non-family friendly. Uh, from, from last night's uh, Phoenix, uh, New Mexico game. Believe me, you'll you'll see plenty of it on, on some of my posts, so. <laughs> well, I, th- I think we're gonna we're gonna see it here. Luis is gonna pull it up, so we get to talk about it here in a second. But we won't spend much time on it because it's yeah. not us. It's not but it is a bit. But it is a bit of Schadenfreude to, to at least lighten uh-huh. the spirits a little bit. So Good. we'll see. We'll need that. We need that. Oh yeah. Okay. So so then Cam gets to step up to the plate essentially. Yeah, which, which we I, love. I was. I was really happy, right? I mentioned it on the live show, right? Cameron scores a goal, so he scored the goal at least. <laughs> Didn't get the prediction anywhere near right, but at least Cameron scored the goal as as I predicted. So I, I was really happy. Really well shot, right? How many times do we see poorly shot penalty kicks? And then we're like, oh, come on, you should have at least like shot it well, not like that, right? But shot so, yeah, it well. no, that was a good shot. That was a good shot. He rivals uh, when Derek Romello was having a good go at PKs, um, but then he lost his touch in a, in a way because he's been, his PKs have been saved. Hey, but Luis, I predicted the score to be 3 1. I probably forgot to say who was supposed to get the three and who was supposed to get the one. <laughs> I didn't yeah. predict three one. It's just unfortunate. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I, 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 I did when we got the final score line, I was like, Ooh, Sharon got it right. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I wish <laughs> I don't want to get this one right. So, so there was another situation that occurred later in the game in the second half. Um, uh, kind of a ride them cowboy, knock them down, sock them, rock them with Shannon Gomez. I think that leads to a yellow card. Did it lead to a yellow card? Yeah, he got a yellow card. Yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah, that, yeah, that was the situation. Yeah. Okay. But that, they did not get a goal. They, they didn't get a goal, no. And then there was another play too, uh, 53rd minute. <laughs> Wasn't it so crazy? It, it was like luck was really on our side where they have like three separate opportunities. None of them go, <laughs> none of them actually, you know, uh, end up actually being scored on. Uh, our players scramble and I was like, oh no, geez, geez, this is going to lead to a goal, right? But we got some blocks. We had uh, a, a post. We had... Tomas barely like just uh, uh I barely like just passed them by his head and it, it went straight to the post. I was like, geez, we we were pretty lucky in that play. It was so close to being 4-1. Yeah, uh, and then Cam <laughs> clears it. So this is so funny because it happened so fast here. I went because I was still on, you know, I was still there. And I'm writing, I'm texting you guys in the background. It's like, what was that? And somebody said volleyball. Who said that? Somebody said something like volleyball. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I did see the volleyball response, but uh, looking at this replay. It was crash. Makes, yeah, it was crash. Probably. It was crash. Yeah. I love him. Watching this replay, I could have swore I heard the Benny Hill theme song somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's a blast from the past. Oh. Yeah. But the, the, that, that was the, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, it, it briefly passed by Tomas, but it did touch him. If, if that ball does not go by Tomas, that ball's going in. It's not going to the post, but <laughs> it's goalkeeper's luck right there like that. And, and you guys, you guys look at the replay. They actually replayed it in various different angles. I thought that was off his face. And thank God for Dan Casey um, being back where he was, you know, because he was, he was doing the um, cover. He was he- helping cover the keeper. You know, I don't know if, if he and Tomas have had a conversation about, you know, Tomas saying, hey, I'm not feeling confident in you right now because three goals have gone in. Can you please help me be, you know, help me back out, help me out back here? Yeah. So thank God for, for Dan Casey um, coming back in that same big volleyball fiasco thingy, whatever Crash said. Thank you, Crash, for the wording. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was pretty good, except he used his head for, for the volleyball there but uh oh and i'm sure like uh, we'll find out later that it did another play left a mark on him um and that's why he got subbed out but uh you know it's so funny seeing dan casey you know being back there because in the frame we have it uh freeze that right now it almost seems like he was like our second goalkeeper like he was like if the ball comes by <laughs> i'm just gonna stop it i'm gonna pull luis suarez in the world cup kind of a thing and just <laughs> right. block it and and get a red card and just uh, hey what do you guys remember in the Women's World Cup, uh, uh, Kristen Lilly? She was uh, smartly positioned at the back post and she prevented a goal from going in, which would have uh, cost us the match. So uh, same thing. You know, you cover, you cover your keeper. You help, you know, you help cover posts. If if things are getting weird, you, you know, everybody should just jump back into the goal, right? Especially with Tomas. Oh, ouch. Oh, yeah. Uh. Sorry, uh, Tomas, no, no, no banana bread for him after all. <laughs> uh, I, th- I said he had to have three, three matches and he hasn't quite gotten there yet. So yeah, we'll get, well, he'll, well he'll I, get. I know like the last one you said that after just one match, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to give him the, 
banana bread, but now I'm like, oh, you might nah. want to. I'm going to hold off on that. Yeah. I'm hold off. I got to get some more rotten bananas anyhow. So let's hope that uh, he's okay. I want to see the injury that sent him off the field. Um, there's a play later in the match. Um, where we lost our, where we lost Tomas. Um, yeah, which unfortunately ooh. on our highlights they don't actually show it there too, right? But, okay. Um, but can you guys talk about it a little bit? Yeah, it, it was a head-to-head. Uh, Tomas mm. came out to clear the ball, oh. and and the San Diego player was right there, and they they just bumped heads. But Tomas, being the one that had more uh, uh, speed, right to his run, right, he being the one that had to put more into it, uh, he he got the bad part of it too, and. Yeah, he had a, a cut. Uh, shout out to Betty. She tried her best to like stop it, but like the the cut was like went around his head, and and so of course we know the concussion protocol and all that. I'm glad he was mm-hmm. subbed out right away because you you don't want to mess with with the head. Anything that happens with your head, yes, sub them out. Don't don't risk it, especially with the goalkeeper. Like yeah, and and then any player, right? But. Uh, Any player. Yeah, because you're going to you're going to need that brain for the next two thirds of your life. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so he, he got subbed out and, and you know, hopefully hopefully the team informs us of how he's doing. We hope that, you know, things are, are better. Um, we really hope we hear something from the team. Please come on. This is a really this is a critical injury. This is not a just, you know, just any other kind of injury. This is a head injury. you got to inform the people what's going on. Yeah. So, so Rafa gets, gets a chance to step on the field, which, um, you know, after the 67th minute, and by this time, you guys, I have to admit I was in my car, but I pulled the game up on my phone so I could listen to it on the way home. Um, Mm -hmm. so I couldn't watch it, but I was, I was listening to it when I heard that Rafa went in literally I had left in the 60th minute somewhere right in there because of all things we've talked about in the last, um, podcast or you know the last episode <laughs> previously recorded um yeah so and then I also heard that Jaime got a, a yellow and I didn't see any of that going down um yeah yeah I, I heard that it's like boom boom all of a sudden I heard Luis Felipe got a yellow I heard the announcer say that and then Jaime getting yellow it's like what the heck what happened there but you know you guys all watch it on television you know what happened and hopefully with yellow card accumulations we're not losing any players for the next year too yeah yeah Jaime did uh, kind of know that he was going to get the yellow card so we didn't see the bacon strips on eyes so <laughs> he kind of knew he was in trouble well I gotta say though I don't know if you remember Jared towards the end of the game I, I hate to say it but Jaime should have actually gotten red carded um at the very least a double yellow oh, um, oh that I, I, I was I scared of it being, yeah, yeah it, it should have been and and I saw the begging eyes again right there. I saw them right there when he was like, he felt it. I, you could right away see it in his face. He was like, oh no, I am going to get taken out of this match. And all the San Diego players, of course, were all like, uh, uh, you know, all telling the referee, like, you got to get him at least the yellow, right? He's got to get sent out. Um, but to be honest, that play deserved more of a yellow card at the very least versus the other play where he got the yellow card. Um, but I, I was quite shocked to see that the referee did not pull the red card in that play. Um, so I guess the big and ice did work. It, they really did because they he was talking to a referee after that too, and they were having a dialogue. And then I saw his his eyes, and I was like, "There's the big and ice. They worked." So yes, yes, his, old man Jaime BRL. For those of you who watched our live show, you'll <laughs> understand why. I would say that. 
Oh, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. I can't take another yellow card, eh? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Poor old man, Jaime. Uh, so it, they worked. And so Jaime keep using those, those big and eyes because they saved you out of a red card. They really did. Uh, yeah, so so that that's that was that. Um, but let, let's talk a little bit more about um, a, a player that you know we, we saw for the first time, Emil Cuello. He came in right at the halftime mark. They subbed out Belmar, which uh, if you all saw my tweet, I was like, hey, if you guys are still moving on with this match, do use those subs, right? Don't expose our players to yeah. you know this air quality and and all that. So I'm glad Belmar was able to get subbed out and. Uh, Emil Cuello came in, and I got to say, I was really pleased with seeing him uh, all the all throughout the second half and the opportunities he had. And so, what what did you guys think of of him uh, from what you saw? I didn't see. I just heard that. Um, uh, I heard his name being announced a lot. I heard it uh, on the broadcast because I couldn't watch it, but I was listening to it. So that made me feel good. And actually, his um, his linkage with um, uh, Foster, Malik Foster, I heard them. I heard on the broadcast that they they linked up pretty well. That that the two of them together kind of added a different flavor to the game. Maybe they should have come in sooner. Who knows? Well, I'm glad that that he finally got got. Uh some playing time early on. I mean, after they uh, announced uh, loans, I mean, who knows? I mean, with this performance, pro- probably Wednesday or Sunday, he might actually get to start, but this is a good way to get some footing in there to, to make that happen. Oh yeah. Hopefully he does get a start. I want to see him more uh, as a starter, right? Game the starter role to it, especially being a midweek game and how intense this match was, right? You got to give some of the, players i think uh some rest <laughs> definitely especially yeah. the ones i had to play most of the game or all the game uh, and so uh, hopefully we uh, get get to see that and and we know that the, i mean the bench is really uh i mean they, they, they the coach didn't really have that much options i, I got to say and uh you know i i feel a little bit bad right for coach because you know he he has a lot of injuries and the team could be a little bit different because we know some of those players that are injured have made a big difference. Tucker Bone, arguably one that was a big difference maker, unfortunately down. Um, and of course, not being not having him because he was out on loan without us knowing he's over there. And and, and I said it at the beginning, right? Like the, this guy is going to probably be called up and who knows how many times we, we know we, this is going to happen. And and so it, it did, unfortunately. I didn't want it to be real, but <laughs> it did happen. And so, yeah, coach is, is going to have a harder time figuring out who, who goes in. But I, I do have to say I'm with Sharon on uh, being a little disappointed at not seeing uh, Andrew get subbed in. And we did see one of our academy players, uh, Narang. Narang, I hope I, I say his name right. Um, and I I don't know if I were Andrew and I see that happen. And of course, we don't know, of course, all the picture and whatnot. I'm just like, just in general, just seeing it from my perspective. But if I were to be Andrew and I see that happen, I I would be a little bit like disturbed at the fact that like, I'm not getting playtime yet. You're subbing in an, an academy player. And so I don't know what happened there, but if he was on the bench, he had to be match fit. I couldn't see coach bringing in a player who is not, 
ready to play even just a couple of minutes. I couldn't see that happen. And the fact that you don't sub him in and you sub in an academy player, and this was his first match too. Let's keep that in mind, right? He's never played mm -hmm. with the senior team. He's just 17 years old. Yeah, don't put him in in a match where you're losing like this. I could see it. Uh, him getting subbed in in a match where we're already winning 3-1, where the result is on the flip side. But don't don't put him under this pressure. I mean, poor guy, uh, you know, he he couldn't really do much because of the situation of the match. And, and who knows, maybe, you know, his coach said that he's ready. You know, his academy coach said he's ready. Maybe, you know, Mark has seen something in this kid. You know, because at some point in time, The, the purpose of the USL is to, you know, to help these players transition and, and play the big game, you know, playing the big game. Um, and I'm, I was just looking to see, so I'm looking at yellow card accumulations, right? So I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, Andrew had a yellow card accumulation situation. No, he doesn't. He only has two, um, two yellow cards uh, accumulated. The ones that are on the bubble, I think it's, is it six or five where you have to sit a match? Anyhow, Uh, we've got a uh, quail, but they don't carry over because that was from the, his prior team. Um, McCrary's got four. Uh, Mitch has four, but that's somebody else's problem. Now, Dan Casey's got three Fatai has three, but get this <laughs> Luis Felipe. He's got nine. So he's oh. already had to sit. Oh. He's already been benched once. Um, you know, for a game, because you sit a match when you have an accumulation. I don't remember if it's five or six. Anyhow, and then um, Derek Formella has six, so he may have already served time, and he's now, you know, reset the clock. So, um, yeah, so just letting you know who's got the yellow card ac accumulations, and that's why I thought, oh, well, maybe that was why we brought in an academy player, is maybe Andrew had a, a situation, but he doesn't. He's clean. He can come in anytime. As far as I'm concerned, come on, bring him in, play him you know but mm -hmm. I, it might be a match fitness thing like you said Luis yeah or, or even as I look at, at the other player that also stay in the bench Rafael Jarigui right oh, like, Rafa? I, yeah I, I know he's younger than uh, uh, Narang technically right but at least he's already played a couple of games right like come on give, give the guy a chance to be back on the field so uh, yeah I, I really don't know what went into I'd be curious to ask coach like why is it that you picked the uh player making a debut over two players who have already played a couple of games for us this season. So Connor, if you're listening to this and you do that recap that you sometimes do during the week, um, do ask that question. Kay. Kay. Thanks. Oh yeah. Or, or if we get a chance, if they do another live show or something and we get a chance to give our questions or whatnot, then that would be good. Hey, there's another idea for the team. Why don't you, why don't you do a coach talk with the fans Once a month, a live show where the coach yeah. just answers fans' questions, right? Once a month, maybe? Once a month. But the thing is, they make it so filtered. I mean, you have to put it in the chat. You can't, it's not a live, it's not technically live, and they don't always get to every single question. That's what they did last year, remember? Um, it was mm -hmm. wonderful, but you had to put everything in the chat. They didn't bring you into the room like what we do. We bring everybody into the into the show. But, um, yeah, it would be, it would be, um They've done a couple of those this year like that, um, live interviews, but they only last a half an hour. And, you know, if, you, if you're not available right then and there, you know, you might not get your question. Yeah. Oh, I mean, why not bring in the fans too, right? Do it on Zoom, bring in the fans. If, if someone starts to get a little chaotic out of hand, right, then kick them out of the Zoom. That's, that's all good. We understand. 
there's going to be always that one person that (laughs) says something Mm -hmm. that is just really offensive, right? And it's like, all right, we'll put them out. Or somebody who doesn't turn off their microphone. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, yeah. There's always that. Um, But, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. they could could do something like that. I know when when they do the press conferences, right, which I remember last year being a part of uh, a couple of them and and actually asking a question. I actually asked, uh, it was back when, uh, you know, you had the goalkeepers and which one were you going to go with, right? When they had that little competition. Um, but they they did that, right? Too. And we didn't actually have to say the question. It was just like you connected to the press conference and then they just went to you. They had no idea what you were going to ask. And, uh, but of course, right. I mean, we're all coming from a journalistic uh, uh, representation, right? So you're not going to make your, whatever you're representing look bad, right? You're not just going to start offending left and right or something <laughs> so that that might have been a little different but but yeah it would be good to find out uh the reasoning behind that because like i said uh, i mean the, the guy might be ready for a game i mean i'm all for again academy players get given opportunities to play games but i just feel like in a match where you're losing people want you know more of those uh, experienced players and i know sharon you're a big fan of andrew and he's been out for a while too right so i feel like he needs some playing time. Poor guy's been on the stands. <laughs> uh, shout out to him for being out in the stands in Livermore right there with us. Uh, right with us. Yeah. So, yeah, g- give the guy a chance. Come on, coach. Like, yeah, put mm-hmm. him back in. We we miss seeing him out there. So, you know, what's the gig? And who knows? Who knows? So what I want to see, I know the game ended up being 3-1 and we had Rafa get some chance in the, in the goal, which was probably a delight to everybody. Um, but what I want to see, I want to see the Phoenix slash, I want to see that situation, uh, New Mexico. I want to see that. Ultimately what happens is, uh, New Mexico comes in from off the, off the wing, uh, New Mexico fires it off. Uh, oh. yeah. Oh, no, no, uh, no, no. I believe this oh. now, now I if I if I remember correctly, I think this is the same goaltender for Phoenix that last week held us off uh, so so uh, dramatically. And uh, for this to happen. Um, oh, please walk us through what happened. OK, so the shot comes in from New Mexico left side there. They, they take this beautiful cross across and the keeper punches it out. I mean, hard punch. It's going the same velocity away from the goal as it was coming towards the keeper and guess who's standing facing the keeper and takes the punch right in his James Massa is the uh, unfortunate recipient of this. It would have been more fitting if it was uh, Solomon Asante, but uh, (laughs) But he does not play defense. Yeah, exactly. Well, clearly he doesn't play defense on this part. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but yeah oh man so it ended up being an own goal how unfortunate oh yeah. i have never seen one like that that needs to go in espn's own goals of the week if yeah oh they know top 10 oh. oh yeah that's... oh my goodness gracious and, and to watch the ball just go in too right because not only the you know that that happened but I mean, we're watching in slow motion, of course, too, right? But he just keeps staring at the order and he's like, oh, no, this is this hurts twice as bad. It does hurt twice as bad. And you can see his teammate was just like, oh, what the no way. Put his head back, swung his head back. Oh, oh. So um, 
Yeah. Meanwhile, we're, meanwhile, we're treating this like the uh, the JFK movie back into the left, back into the left with, with this uh, highlight. I mean, it's just unreal to watch. I mean, yes, it, it sucks having someone get injured, especially in that manner. But with, with the uh, banter and everything like that we've had with Phoenix over the past few years, it is a bit of schadenfreude, which uh, for those that may not know what it is, it's a German word meaning the joy of. Uh, getting joy feeding off of someone's misery yes and that is what we're seeing right here yeah yeah, yeah. and i gotta say it but after <laughs> uh, after the goal his teammates are probably like are you nuts why'd you do uh, that for <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, oh Luis, that was a good one too that was yeah. this guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but but I, to, to phoenix's luck though they still ended up winning that game so i guess it wasn't as horrible i mean yeah to the player i know it, it was really horrible but at the very least you know they still won right so it's like it stayed as one of those uh anecdotes right but <laughs> why is there yeah. that guy down in the field We're, oh there, my God. There's, there's two what, what is going on with the in the 90th minute we're seeing a play being made and a guy laying down on the field. And then two seconds later, somebody else, Oh, we got stepped on. So we have two guys on, on New Mexico. I mean, on Phoenix's side that are down on the pitch, laying down, rolling around, and they're probably legitimately hurt, but the play goes on. Oh, you're looking in the camera. Focus on. Yeah. This was, this was uh, Phoenix's third goal, by the way, when, when this happened. Oh with yeah, two guys with two guys laying down on the field. Yeah, yeah. Because typically, when Phoenix does that, laying down on the field, they're trying to kill the clock. Uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, they ended up scoring on a on a breakaway because the ref didn't blow the whistle on the injuries, and so who knows if that affected the brain of the 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 defending team, you know, of New Mexico. It could have. Yeah, Interesting. so that, that, that happened. So uh, the, the referee, geez, man, he should have just stopped it right there when he saw two players there. They wouldn't have, the goal would have if ever happened, right? It would have been a tie. The referee could have <laughs> prevented that goal. Well, oh, at the end of the day, we don't really care that Arizona keeps winning, but they're, they, they beat a team that's not in our conference, which sucks because, you know, we, we need to be able to see clear, a clear view um, in the standings mm-hmm. to be able to climb back into, I don't know, where are we now? Sixth place. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. we got to look at the standings too. Um, yeah. yeah we're, we're still in fifth place. Uh, uh, it's, it's by a, a thread. Miracle. Well, we're in third, we're in fifth place. I'll have to go back and read the, the rules, whatnot, because we are tight in points, tight in matches played because those those decided to win yesterday. Um, and also tight in goal differential. Because of those, the you know the those uh, three one right the three goals that we got scored on against, um, but I think we are above them because we beat them in the only matchup right. If I'm not mistaken, you guys could correct me, but the, it's head to head right when you're tied in goal differential. I think it's that, and then also the number of goals against goals for. And if you look at uh, goals against, they've got thirty five goals against. We only have twenty five, and then um, but their goals for. You know, and I know that plays the goal differential, but still, um, yeah, I think if we beat them, then that puts us seated higher. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So but of course, next match. Yeah. But of course, we also see a, a big uh, surprise uh, towards the bottom 
we have a new cellar dweller in Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it it, it was going to happen when you when your differential is negative nineteen. It's kind of hard for you not to be the last place in the group, right? When <laughs> well, Oakland has also had a bit of a hot streak as well. I mean, let's remember they did beat uh, Phoenix earlier this week, and then of course they oh. beat Los Dos. You know those do tend to add more points. And right now they're only two points below both us and Los Dos. Oh yeah. Oof. Yeah. So if we look at that, the situation is getting pretty bad for us too. But if, if we look at overall the group, first place Phoenix now with 41 points, 20 matches played, one more than we do. Orange County, uh, two more games than we do, 30 points, eight points above us. Uh, same situation with the Loyal, 21, 30 points. Uh, Tacoma has one less game still than we do, 27 points, five points above us. And of course, we are sitting in fifth place, tied with Los Dos, 19 matches played, 22 points underneath us, the uh, on streak, on fire, Oakland Roots, trying to make a comeback last minute. One less match than we do, two less points, meaning they win their next match. They're pushing us down on the table and they would now be in fifth place. And then, as you mentioned, Jared, the uh, the lower team there, Las Vegas Lights, one more game than we do, 20 uh, games played, 17 points, just uh, five points uh, underneath us. So, uh, yeah, that situation's getting pretty, pretty dire. We need to make sure that we, we watch things and that uh, Oakland Roots doesn't win their next game, because if they do, then we're screwed. They're, they're above us now. And, yeah. uh, and if we lose against Los Dos, the situation could get pretty ugly for us where the lights could even be above us and we could be last place. Yeah. So, and then on top of that compounded on that is between now and September 18th, we have a couple of road, like long distance away matches, um, not, not local. So that's going to be weird when we go to, uh, was it El Paso? Um, and then we also go to the lights, right? That, that could be yeah. the game that determines if we're last yeah. place or not. That's true. Right. So we, we've got three games in short order, um, September 1st, September 5th, September 11th, boom, boom, boom. Um, and we gotta, we gotta handle it. We gotta deal with it. We got, and then oh, the one I'm not looking forward to, and I'm not going to be at that match September 18th, when Mitch comes, if we're still having him out on loan and he's going to come play against us, he's going to have our number. And I'm, that makes me really, really nervous on September 18th when San Antonio comes to town. So I'm kind of glad I'm not going to be at that match, but you know darn well I'm going to have a battery charger for my phone because, of course, I'm running a concert um, here in my neighborhood, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah. I'll, I'll be at that match if they actually swap my tickets and I can swap tickets to that match. And uh, Hey, yeah. you know what, Luis? If they don't swap your tickets and they get poopy on you, you can have my two seated tickets, um, the ones in seats, and bring your uncle. And you can you can just have my tickets if if they don't swap. I hope they do because yeah, but yeah. Oh, okay, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah so I'll, I'll be I'll be um, at that match. Of course, if their quality permits too, I should also oh add my God. now because <laughs> not just uh, can I be now. It's like well, if fires decide to finally stop by then, or at least not affect us in that day, then <laughs> I will well, be there. If not. I hope they don't because, like I said. Uh, we're hosting a concert here in my neighborhood and I, I need to have not bad weather for, for our concert because we have a live band and 
all kinds of good stuff. Well, thank you for showing us the um, the unfortunate goal um, there <laughs> in Phoenix um, and for showing us all the standings and getting us all caught up to date. And now we just have to send some really good positive vibes to the team as they take, take on Los Dos. Um, they'll have one day of training, maybe two, um, Monday, Tuesday, before they take off, Tuesday late to go down to LA and then they'll have a walkabout or maybe a light training session on Wednesday before the match. And then, uh, then they'll be headed home or they're headed to Las Vegas. I would imagine they would do a road trip to Las Vegas, right? At that point. Do you think that they, well, that's a long, that's many days on the, on the road. Do we have the money to put them up in hotel? Because the, uh, visiting team only, uh, hosts one night. I mean, the, the only gets hosted one night. So we'd be the visiting team and it's, uh, the home team covers one night at their sponsored hotel, um, you know, for the overnight. I don't know if it's one or two. So that would be an expensive road trip if if they did do the circle. So my hunches are going to come home and train through Saturday. They'll come home um, Thursday morning and then have some a couple sessions and then head out again uh, late Saturday is my guess. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah, I, I hope we, we find out what, what it is that they end up doing which i'm sure we, we don't even have to ask right we just need to look at social media and right <laughs> we'll find that out very easy right because uh, they'll, they'll yeah. show where they're training yeah if it was up to me i, w- I would i would just eat the cost and, and just have them go straight to las vegas maybe jennifer can help them out with the arrangements or they could stay at her, <laughs> at her place right just have everyone stay there um, um but if, if they come back and they do uh, it's going to be a lot of, of like traveling right if they you know, take the bus back over here and then they go to Las Vegas. That's another, I think they're compounding on time and that could really affect them if they're on the bus for all those many hours when they could just go straight from there. Well, they're flying. They're, they're, they're flying. They fly. So uh, chances are, yeah, no, they'll be flying. So chances are the guys will just take naps. Um, It'll just, they always, so, so soccer players nap a lot. Um, after training, after matches, you know, the day after a match, there's a lot of napping because what they do to their bodies is, as you all know, you've played, um, it's pretty, it's tough and there's a lot of napping involved and a lot of recovery work. So I think they probably will be coming home in between so that they can get the proper treatment for their recovery. You know, they, they go to, um, results fitness and they get the, you know, they do the ice baths and, you know, there's a lot of things that they have to do in between games to um, nowadays. In the old days, it's so funny. Uh, Graham Smith used to say he was always flabbergasted at how much recovery effort and nutrition stuff is put into the players nowadays, you know, with the electric stimulation or whatever they call that stuff. There's a lot of stuff that happens to the players. And he goes, and he goes in the olden days, man, we just grab a shot of brandy and a cigarette and we'd be good. That was the recovery. I mean, there was no... <laughs> There was none of this like extra massages and these boots that they put on, you know, that go all the way up to their thigh and they do the massage or they're like, I don't know. There's like these recovery things that the whole industry, recovery industry, sports recovery industry and sports medicine industry, they've made like buckets of money with these protein drinks and with this and that. And it was like a tear ground Smith, yeah, just a shot of whatever liquor was there and a, and a cigarette. We're good. And a peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know? Oh. It, yeah, it was, it's kind of crazy. It, it has changed so much in, you know, 30 years, 20 years, even, you know, the, the recovery, the sports recovery industry. Oh yeah. That's really gone. 
long ways, long ways, but uh, but for the better. Uh, it just gives us a better um, product on, out on the field, and that's why I think we've become more uh, like we we've wanted more people to uh, like play better, right? I think that's why like we have expectations. higher expectations. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Jinx on you. Yeah. You owe me a coke. Oh, yeah. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- that's why we've been like that, right? Because we're like, you guys have all these things at your disposal. And so, come on. Yeah, you, you should be at a better level. And uh, and when I say that, I'm directly speaking to, uh, you know, Samuel Chua, just to throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> the fastest red card in the West. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear me, dear me, yeah. dear me. Well, he did have kids and, you know, so. Yeah. 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 They, they take Let's a see. lot of effort and time um, from the players. So, yeah. Anyhow, good conversation today uh, about the match and good recap on the match. Unfortunately, we didn't win, um, which is always a heartbreak for all of us. It just, mm-hmm. it, it feels almost like, you know, um, in the, the, the date that got it wrong, it's like, yeah, my eyes set on this beautiful evening, walk on the beach, great dinner, moonlight, a little wine, la la la. And I got McDonald's and a parking lot. Well, with, with all that being the way it was, um, how about man of the match? <laughs> I, I know it's, it's a hard one. And I, I gotta say, I don't know who picked the man of the match on the TV broadcast, but I don't know what they were watching. They picked Dan Casey as man of the match for the TV broadcast, which I was like, oh, no, no, no. Dan did not have a good game, starting off with the first goal. And I would even make a case that the three goals he had some to do, but at least two of the three goals he was really directly involved in. So I think I know why they picked Dan Casey. It's because he was the only real defender out there. <laughs> and I mean, I, yeah. I can... You know, I, no disrespect to Fatai and to the wingback defenders, no, no disrespect to Duke and to Shannon and also to Luis Felipe for filling in. But Dan didn't have Nabi, he didn't have Hayden, he didn't have Mitch. So, you know, we're training a whole new, we're training somebody in a new position. So I can see why they might have picked Dan just out of sympathy in a way. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, my, my pick would be Duke because he went full, full tilt. Yeah, yeah. I- I, I would I would uh, concur. I mean, Duke definitely put in some good efforts, um, especially being the the only real designated defender. I mean, everything else defense wise was definitely up in the air, especially with all the injuries that we have. So it's yeah, I I would go with Duke with, uh, as well. Anybody pick Carlton? I mean, he was decent. He had a bunch of shots. <laughs> the amount of shots that we had. We had like 20 something. If you looked on the stats uh, right after the game, they, it was like this amazing number of shots and we converted like, um, I mean, we didn't convert, we didn't convert any of them, um, mm-hmm. but uh, with 23 shots, three on target, whereas um, shots on target for four for San Diego and they converted three of them. So interesting stat. Yeah. And I think as much as I've said it before in the past that we usually don't agree on something, I am going to have to agree with you guys. Oh, and I should have probably asked you, Sharon, like, oh, guess, guess what I picked, right? Oh, you should have done that. Oh my gosh, you just just, gave it away. Oh, I was, I actually was almost thinking Jaime, but then he had a yellow card and I know you don't like picking guys that went and, you know, pick up a yellow card. So then I wouldn't 
I was going to go, Ooh, I wonder who, cause I know you like Penagos, but he picked up a yellow. We, we try to stay away from players that pick up yellows. Um, so the only other ones that were left were like KB and, and Duke. I should have, Oh man, that would have been great if I could have guessed that one, but yeah. you gave it, you gave it away. I, I, I was sitting between Duke and Cameron, but then Cameron would have just been for the goal, honestly, because I, yeah. I, I felt like he, he was a bit lost throughout the game. Um, just, you know, that, that one part. Um, and then Derek too, I think he, he had a good play here and there, but not, not the Derek we've seen in the past. And so, yeah, I think Duke is the one who, Definitely stood out. Didn't get a yellow card, right? It's a big plus <laughs> considering <laughs> the other yellows that we got. So, right. uh, yeah, yeah, he he definitely gets gets that one. Okay. The streak, the streak is back at one. Woo! Where yeah. we all pick the same guy. Yeah. We're, we're all there. Cool. Well, uh, I know in the last one, in the last podcast, we didn't have it, but I mean, rightfully so, because we talked about other things and whatnot. But don't worry. We got you. And that, and you all probably know what I'm about to say, but let's go with Jared's USL Unsolved Mysteries. What do we got, Jared? You know, we, we've had a whole lot, lot of talking here about uh, the decisions uh, that, that were made. And thankfully, with uh, Sharon's uh, having an inside view on it, it explained a lot of things. But I guess... Now we have to go. Well, no, because I because I think last last time we kind of touched up on the uh, lack of transparency from uh, Republic of C in regard to well, in regard to the uh, injury. But now, I guess we could sort sort of splinter off of that, but still stay on the same topic. Uh, the USL uh, the standards and practices. I mean, the what, rule book. Yeah, there we go. The rule book. I mean. Those of us that were there in June in Oakland that uh, waited for the match that never happened, I mean, we were wondering why is it that it took all day to come to the decision that they knew full full well advance. I mean, at least a day ahead, you know, knowing that the situation with the turf there and then waiting 15, 20 minutes or so just before kickoff, then final announcing, oh, we're going to cancel the match because of the unsafe turf conditions. You could have mentioned that even earlier on in the, in the day, because at least that way, I mean, yeah, we could have just had the tailgate from, to, to begin with, you know, just last all whoever knows how long. And then fast forward to yesterday where we had the situation where, you know, the air quality is uh, taking a dump on us. I mean, 150, 200 in, in Sacramento and in outlying areas up to 400 to 600. And you, you keep us on a string waiting, waiting, waiting until 7 p.m. And then maybe a little bit later deciding, oh, we're, we're going to go ahead and have the matches as, as planned. I mean, what about the people that have to come out from from outside the market? I mean, like like Luis, I mean, he's he's not exactly a block away from, from uh, Hard Health Park. I mean, he would have to take some time to come up, much like other fans in outlying areas like uh, in Yolo County, Placer County, San Joaquin, Calaveras. I mean, all the all the surrounding people, the fans in the counties that have to start leaving at 4.30 to barely make it to, to kickoff time. Why have us wait so long on something you already know? It's gr- granted, yes, we later found out uh, that, you know, there's small, uh, small uh, cogwheels in the larger picture that make that decision. But if you know that already in hand, I mean, it's not like it's something that's just developing uh, like a couple hours ago. I mean, you, we already know something like this is going to happen. 
at least give us a deadline, such as if we don't have any further information by 4 or 5 p.m. or so, anything like that, then we'll either postpone the match or we'll cancel it or reschedule it, whatever. Stop keeping uh, keeping us on this you know, on this screen all the way up to kickoff time and decide, well, you know what, it's uh, 7.59, we're going to go ahead and cancel it. Or, you know, 7.56, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and keep going on. Make the decision earlier. Make it easier on, on the staff, on the players, on the fans that, that have to come out. I mean, where is this USL rulebook? Why, why is it so uh, opaque? I mean, we we need answers, USL. I mean, it, we know it's not just the Republic. It's not just SD Loyal that have to do with this. I mean, ultimately, as they say, it's up to league officials. Where are these league officials? Where are these standards that they praise so highly about, but yet barely come out to fruition when when it's when it really counts? I mean, where where's USL on this? Do we have to go to Tampa to get answers for this? It almost it almost seems like it, right? It almost seems like we'd have to do that. And uh, I'm really surprised because we do see other leagues actually put out their guidelines, right? It could be a, a as someone was saying on Twitter, 150 plus page PDF, like just g- give us something, right? Just so we know these are the rules. And and heck, if anyone wants to read on the rules of like how many yellow cards do you need, right, to be suspended? <laughs> give us that information so we know exactly. that. Uh, uh, give us information on other things as well, right? Like this is, these are just guidelines that they should just put out there just to say these are our rules, right? If anyone wants to read them, here they are. If you have that interest, there it is, right? And so that way we could already say like, okay, if the AQI is over 150, they've deemed it unplayable and in their uh, guidelines they have a section for that outlining like yes this is the situation this is what happens if that is the case um but i am with you right like i think that even though the team was saying like okay at this time we're still going to move forward and all that they should just like put a bold statement out there at like 4 or 5 p.m because they already knew the circumstance right they knew it's not going to get any worse right because everyone already knew that it wasn't going to get any worse. It, it might only just stay at where it's at or it might slightly go lower, which it really slightly did, not not too far off lower. Um, they could have just said, "Where well, it's official. We're still going to have it. If you want to go, great. If you don't want to go, we'll refund you or we'll swap your ticket for a future match. We'll give you credit for a future match. But be bold about it, right? Don't wait until until uh, we actually turn the TV on and we're like, oh, yeah, I guess it is going to happen. <laughs> or, oh, look, I, I guess uh, uh, we're getting pictures of the players training. So, uh, yeah, I guess there is a match that is going to go so, on. <laughs> but the weird thing was is the pictures of the players training harkens back to the Oakland Roots match when you were sitting there going, oh, no, the game's going to be playing oh, because yeah. they're out there training and warming <laughs> up. So, so even so, we're very skeptical as fans, even though to – Sac Republic's credit, I mean, before 7 p.m., um, which was the date time the gates opened, they did say in an email or on social media, I forget, they said, you know, the match will go on as planned. However, there's always that caveat with air quality or with last minute health decisions that it could have been yanked. So mm-hmm. it, it's just it's just weird feeling like we don't trust. And so that's why I think it's important to have the USL guidebook available for us to look you know, just to, to take a peek at, or, you know, to see a decision-making tree and maybe 
none of that comes into play. Maybe it is so subjective that it's not a thing that can be written down. You know, I, I think there probably is somewhere in there that obviously that the referees had the total, the full decision lies in the hands of the referees and the referees gather all the information, which if that is that, then that's that, you know? So oh yeah. At but the I, end of the day, we, we, we whine, but you know, at the end of the day, we, uh, we appreciate everybody listening and, you know, writing your comments in and, and, you know, that sort of stuff. We appreciate uh, our fans, our podcast fans. Absolutely. And you'll have to forgive me, but I'm still bitter after June. So <laughs> yeah, oh, right. That, back, was a, so. Oh. that was costly it, for you. I know. We look forward to the next match on Wednesday in LA. Unfortunately, no one can go to that match. Uh, it, it sucks. Uh, I'm sorry. I know Michael, if you're hearing it sucks. You're over there. You should have that ability to actually be able to watch it. But yeah, okay. I digress with that. But yeah, if you want to check that we'll out, watch it on television. Then watch Yay. it. Watch it on on good old ESPN Plus. Especially for those of you like Sharon that already renewed your whole year. Make sure you get every single bit out of that too, because they did raise the price on that. Uh, mm-hmm. So make sure make sure you take advantage of that. Um, but with that being said, if you guys aren't following us on social media yet, give us a follow at State Republic 12 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out. We do our uh, town halls where we uh, cover. We do like our little preview of the game. We have some questions. We invite the fans to join us there as well. Um, I, I'm not sure when the next one might be quite yet. We haven't really uh, planned Maybe that. Maybe the next home game. Yeah, next home game. Might, or yeah. actually, no. It'll be probably on September 10th, a day before we play against El Paso, because that is a Saturday game. <laughs> so okay. if there's a Saturday game, we might, you know, what we'll do more on Saturdays, the Sunday games, uh, it's, it's a little bit more challenging. But um, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Follow us. You can find out when we do our next one. Thank you so much to everyone for listening to us, for uh, uh, taking our free stickers, which if you still haven't gotten your sticker, you know where to get your sticker, contact us, all, all that good stuff. Also, we are doing a contest with our stickers. So if you get a sticker, take a picture of where you put it at. Uh, family friendly, as Jared always likes to say, uh, show us where <laughs> where they could uh, uh, put your stickers um, because uh, we are going to be putting everyone who shares the stickers uh, uh, in a drawing uh, to win a scarf, which uh, if you haven't seen our socials yet, we are doing voting for scarves. So uh, go check us out, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and let us know which of the three scarves that we have posted on there do you like. The scarf that gets the most votes is the one that we're actually going to end up printing out. So please get to that because the deadline to actually do that is actually going to be this Thursday, September 2nd um, by 11.59 p.m. Whatever we have Friday morning that has the most votes tallied all across social media is the one that we are going to be ordering on friday and we'll get more details on when we have them so thank you sharon thank you jared for spending this time right here and uh all that for talking about all the things that we talked about today in this two-part episode first time that we do that ever but we're really glad that you spent the time uh, listening to us on both sides so yeah thank you so much for, and for not falling asleep too on me because uh, uh i know we had a lot of moments where <laughs> we were like oh I need, and then I do need some sleep as well myself because uh, it was a hard, it was a tough night to sleep. But. 
All right. And thanks, everybody. Thank you, Luis, for always being the backbone of the podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. See you. Let me just get lost. Where's the stop record when I'm sharing? No, I'll just stop sharing. There you go. It's easier. To get that Duke and Dan defensive double D's didn't get it correct defensively? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Oh no, that's that's only yeah, the double D's now. I'm like, okay, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- Sh- Sharon's all. I'll get me coat. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you guys totally left me hanging. It was like one of those hand slap. Oh, oh, hi, Landon. <laughs> Which, by the way, yesterday's game when I was doing the walkout filming, Landon made eye contact with me when I said hi. I heard him. Uh, you know, he kind of did one of those. It's like that's not the first time that's happened to me. First time it happened to me was back in 2003. It was a long time ago um, at Spartan Stadium or wherever that, wherever the earthquakes used to play. Same thing happened back then too. I caught his eye. Yeah, he knows a diehard fan. Oh, nice. Oh well, yeah, yeah. You, you 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 traveled all around the world with San Jose. It seemed like right. So. Oh man, followed them, followed them to MLS Cup, followed them down to Home Depot Center, the old Home Depot Center. Now I don't know what it is. Oh um, yeah, the yeah. all-time changing center, right. like yeah. the, whatever you'd like to call it, center. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it seems like it. Oh, it's yeah. Carson. Can't keep a name. <laughs> Carson. It's not the LA. It's not a L Trafico. It's not two LA teams. It's Carson. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's the I'm Carson t- Galaxy. Oh, it really is. It's actually quite a distance from LA, especially with traffic. So, Carson right, it's Galaxy. In, it's in Orange County for Pride Pete. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Orange County Soccer Club. We got a name for them. They just have to <laughs> negotiate. Wait, wait, wait. The wait best story yesterday, dude. You had the best story, Jared, yesterday when you and I, when we were talking back and forth about uh, the El Trafico, the match. <laughs> you had the best. You had me rolling, and then I chimed in what did you say that i liked so much oh i think one of them was i hope la gets they beat <laughs> i think that was one of them right yeah I, oh, I, you, you, I think spanks i i think you know i hope la gets spanked or something like that and then yeah, i said well, so does it, la i said well and so does la hope the same <laughs> yeah of course granted well, my, my word of saying was a little, little bit less than family friendly but but the spirit is there right and then once the final score came through, it was like, I was like, well, looks like uh, LA didn't win. <laughs> I won. That was the best. That is just, that's the that's the best. When you have two teams that are preceded by the word LA. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> that's so good. Anyhow, uh, back so- to our match here. Sorry, guys. We, we were, we, the game that happened earlier in the day that we all watched on television was so riveting, actually, and exciting and just amazing amount of play and amazing vision. And now we continue talking about Sacramento and San Diego. It's all good. Bloopers content. Now we have this match. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, we played yesterday? Well, I don't know about the word played. I mean, participated <laughs> could probably go with that but yeah. let's just go back with uh, the rest of the match you know if you think about it the second half we tied the game you know it was like uh actually we 
no, we, we, second half, we remain tied. So you definitely, if it's a tale of two halves, you don't want to lose the second half also, you know, by having them score again. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. that. I was going to say, wait, we tied. I, well, I really wish we would have tied. One point right. would have been. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant, you know, <laughs> if you're thinking of positives, you know, we lost the first half and we tied the second half. And so, you know, that's that speaks volumes. But of course, San Diego could have just parked the bus and maybe that's why. Phoenix has a ha- has a, a hashtag of rising as one. We know who ain't going to be rising for a while. Oh, family friendly, dude. Oh, SOTR dear. after dark. Yes, SOTR after dark. Hashtag. Thank you.